Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, welcome to the channel. Do press like and subscribe. Hangovers, that's what we're talking today. Or maybe the abolition of hangovers. We're very lucky to have the very esteemed Professor David Nutt, who is a specialist in all things related to drugs, I suppose. Substances of various descriptions. Yes, um, I books about it, Owen. They're on the shelf behind if you want to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> do honestly do buy books by David Not because you really will not get a better, more expert view on these sorts of issues. Right, David, let's just go straight in. Hango. I I drank a little bit too much last night, which I don't normally do on a Thursday. Uh, Thursday is supposed to, I try and stick to Friday and Saturday. Yeah. I didn't you can, anyone watching, if you're not listening on the podcast, can see maybe. Maybe I'm slightly hungover, if I'm going to be really honest with you. Yeah. What's happened? Why am I hungover? What, what happened? Yes, complicated. So, But several factors pulled together to give you this perfect storm of misery the next day. Um, so the first thing is that uh, you, the alcohol itself irritates your brain. As you know, alcohol is an irritant. You know, it kills things. You know, that's why we put it on the skin to get rid of bugs if we cut ourselves. Also, it's metabolized. I think called acetaldehyde, which is a pickling agent. So... Uh, you begin to pickle your brain as well as your liver. Uh, and both alcohol and acetaldehyde produce things called free radicals, which also then irritate you know, the nerve cells in the brain. So, that, so that's the first thing. The second thing is it really disrupts your sleep. So yeah, you crash out pretty fast, but actually your sleep then for the rest of the night is pretty disrupted. It also um, increases, and this is the recent discoveries that my team and others have made, is it, you also get inflammation. And some of the headache and the pain around and, and the, the sense of, you know, light sensitivity in the eyes is due to inflammation. Uh, and also on top of all that, there's a bit of dehydration. So you've got these sort of four factors coming together to give you a hangover. So a lot of us, I think, often presume that dehydration is the main problem. And therefore, what we do is we just we think if we drink lots of water before we go to bed, then we might mm-hmm. take preventive yeah. action to prevent a hangover is actually dehydration only a minor factor and actually does drinking lots of water only have a slight effect i think it does have some effect um but it's you've got to counteract it with the fact that you've got to get up to pee more often so that disrupts your sleep but i wouldn't say don't do it because it's actually the easiest thing you can do <laughs> it's easier than going out and buying anti-inflammatories uh, once you've gone so far that you know you're going to get a hangover then um water is probably a good thing to start with it that before you go to bed yeah. Alcohol is obviously legal. Uh, the US did have an experiment um, in the 1920s with prohibition to abolish it, which, well, to prevent the legal sale of it. Didn't go very well, I have to say. Not well, not well-renowned prohibition as a, as a grand success. But in the grand scheme of things, how harmful is alcohol compared to drugs which are criminalized, Class A drugs, for example? Well, the uh, truth is that if in all Western countries where a proper analysis has been done, and we've done it in the UK. It's been done across Europe. The European Department of Justice funded us to do a study eight years ago in Europe. And then we recently finished ones in Australia and New Zealand. So all those Western countries, alcohol is the most harmful drug, drug overall. And in part, that's due to the fact it's so widely available. 
and in part it's due to the fact that it actually does in, have a big impact on things like family life and also productivity. Mm. You might be interested to know that hangovers cost the country more than the all the other health problems of alcohol. And that's right. because of lost productivity, people not turning up to work, etc. In terms of the health complications, because we're gonna about we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end um shortly with positive stuff potentially. Maybe we don't need to rely on alcohol so much. Because mm. a lot of Western culture, let's be honest, socializing is is built around is. alcohol. What what are the kind of, I mean, in terms of just how bad it is, what are just the general health complications from drinking alcohol? And what do you think about evidence suggesting maybe some mild alcohol intake might actually be beneficial? Because there's a lot of debate about that. Okay, let's take the last one first. Um, there's a lot of debate about it. There are one or two areas of life where if you drink red wine in, in the context probably of living in Provence, alcohol may be good for you. But almost every other measure, alcohol isn't good for you. Uh, the, but the important thing about alcohol is to know that the relationship between harm and consumption is not linear. It doesn't go straight up. Mm. For most of them, it's fairly flat, and then it goes up fast. Uh, and that's why the current limits have been set at 14 units a week. At 14 units a week, there, there's relatively little impact on your health over 40 years. There will be some impact. You know, there'll be a small increased risk of cancer, a small increased risk of uh, high blood pressure, etc. But but it's relatively low, and that's why they're set there. Beyond that, then the risks go up in an exponential fashion, and, and there are risks for the heart, the liver. I mean, a lot of people don't realize alcohol is the leading co treatable cause of high blood pressure. If, for people with hypertension, the first thing we do is to try just to cut down their drinking. And I suppose one of the things, I've become a bit of a fitness freak. And mm -hmm. one of the problems with alcohol, I suppose this is my basic mm -hmm. understanding, is um, it, it's empty calories. So you get, mm -hmm. your body has to burn off the empty calories of alcohol mm -hmm. before it burns off anything else. But also, for example, if you're working out, if you want to get some muscles, mm -hmm. it's not very good for when it comes to muscle formation, but also it makes yeah. encourages things like binge eating. I do, what just I'm sorry, I just threw a load of stuff there, but it's not very good if you want to get into shape, essentially. Yeah, actually, it's generally pretty bad because it does. Once you start drinking, it often gives you the encourages you not to do things you should do. It takes away the willpower, and actually, it's, pr it's probably more important actually if you're trying to lose weight through dieting. I think if you're going to try to lose a significant amount of weight, it's best to give up alcohol for that period because not only does alcohol contain a lot of calories, some, some you know, young and women in their 20s and 30s, they're getting half of their calories through alcohol today. Uh, and, of course, the other thing half. is... Half? Yeah, half, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Half their calories come mm -hmm. from alcohol over like their daily their daily calorie consumption. Some people, that's right. And and this is, a, this is a quite an issue, actually, because um, the... the Alcohol harms are rising much faster in women than in men. And that's because men have already reached the ceiling and women are catching up and they're catching up because they're earning more and they're getting better jobs. Uh, women are drinking more than men. Women in their 30s are drinking more than men now because they're trying to, I don't know, emulate men or just prove that, you know, they're as good as men or show that they've got the wealth of men. And that's actually not in the long term going to be good for them. I think alcohol will be the leading cause of death in women under 50 in the next few years, as it is currently the leading cause of death in men under 50. Whoa, blimey. Let's talk about something positive. You're mm -hmm. working potentially, I got very excited when I read this, I have to say, on a substance which mimics the effects of alcohol, but without the hangover. Is that right? That's close to. Uh, 
What we're trying to do is we are trying to mimic the desired effects. The majority of people, probably even you, when you drink, you don't want to get drunk. You want to socialize. And, and, and that's the power. The reason alcohol is legal in pretty much every country in the world, apart from Islamic states, is because as a society, we've learned it's a great way of getting together and having a fun with other people. But some people, uh, perhaps you, perhaps certainly plenty of others, take it too far. And that's because they lose control. They end up having a binge. And, and that's, there are reasons for that we can go into if you want. What we're trying to do is give find a drink that will give people those pleasurable sociability, conviviality effects of alcohol, but not target all the other undesired effects of alcohol, which are numerous. We've already talked about them. And there we can do that because alcohol is a very promiscuous drug. It's a very small molecule. It can interact with many, many different chemical systems in the body. And we can target one of them called the GABA system. And that's what causes relaxation and reduces social anxiety. But we can avoid targeting the other systems that lead to moorishness and addiction and irritability and, and hangovers. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So... I mean, one of the things I suppose I'm trying to think what the desired effects we're talking about partly is kind of disinhibiting. I mean, that's why people like it when it comes to socializing. People talk about kind of lubricating a social situation because you go to a social situation, you have a bit to drink and it becomes easier to socialize because you get, I don't know, you let your guard down. And you, I don't know what it is. What, is that what you're kind of talking about? Exactly. But I think you, we need to understand that the default situation for humans in social interactions is one to be cautious. Mm -hmm. it's, we, we, we've set ourselves to protect ourselves just in case the other person isn't as nice as we hope they'll be. And that, of course, applies across where, where we're meeting people when there's no harm, you know, there's no conceivable risk to you if you're going to a party. But you're meeting, meeting strangers always puts you in a state of some tension. Mm -hmm. and uh, and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to reduce that tension in the same way that alcohol reduces that tension uh, and we can do that through the same way the same mechanism alcohol enhances this calming chemical in the brain called um, GABA and, and we can target GABA in a very selective part of the brain the frontal part of the brain which does all the decision making about social interactions and give people that, that ability to, to relax socially but we can avoid those other problems in other transmitters and and, and the problems elsewhere in the body as well, because we're 
giving very much less. We might be giving a hundredfold less of our substance than we would of alcohol. And of course, that also translates into a vast reduction in calories as well. So with this substance, could you, would it end up being in like spirits, for example, where would it taste like, could you have it in gin or something like that and it would taste the same? That's exactly the target. So the vision for the product, I just so happen to have a bottle of it here, by the way. You can't buy it yet because it hasn't been properly tested. How exciting. We've made it. Um, (laughs) That's got to go. We're going out for investment. It's got to go through food safety testing. But then we would be selling this to any drinks company in the world who can then put it into any non-alcoholic drink they like. So when you eventually, your, your children, when they start drinking, will have a choice. They'll be able to say, I want a cocktail with alcohol, or I, I want a mocktail with alcohol. And the sensible ones will choose the alcohol because it can be much less damaging to the health. So, I mean, it could be in could beer, for example. So, I mean, because you get non-alcoholic beer, yes. it doesn't always taste very nice. Some better than yeah. others, but you could add that and then it would you'd be having like a beer where you'd get some of the pleasurable sensations yeah. you get from alcoholic beer, but without getting hungover. That's exactly right. And we actually got, we're already close to that. In a, this is, a, this is a, a, what we call a biomimetic. This is a molecule made to look what, what alcohol does in certain parts of the body. Mm-hmm. What we've already we're now put on the market is a, is a botanical drink called Sentia, which is actually a, a vermouth that is a botanical uh, mixture of herbs that, that, that contain substances which do the same, they turn on the GABA system. Uh, that can't be put into other drinks because it's it is quite a, it's a drink in itself. But it, the principle has been established uh, that you you can help people relax socially using a, a herbal GABA substitutes. But I suppose it, you wouldn't. I mean, I suppose part of the problem with let's be honest, a lot of Northern European culture is compared to say Mediterranean culture, where they drink slowly, more slowly. They often drink quite a lot of alcohol. I don't think yeah. alcohol consumption overall is significantly. Not, I mean. It's not significantly different from Italy to here, but we tend to binge drink more, don't we? We tend to, people here, I know I'm 38, but I'm still, understand how younger people work. People here will go, let's go and get pissed. That's what, that's what people say. Let's go and get battered. I got smashed last night. That scene is a, so is that, I suppose, an issue? There's a cultural issue because you wouldn't be able to do that with this substance, for example. That's the plan, yes. (laughs) So you just drink loads of it and you just wouldn't get, you wouldn't get violently drunk. You get a ceiling effect. Exactly. No, it's it's quite clever science, but just to go back, we talked about the costs of hangovers. Well, the costs of hangovers are equivalent to the costs of the health service, which is 3.5 billion a year for alcohol and the police, which is 6.5 billion a year and hangovers are 10 billion. So, so going out and getting battered might be fun for you, but it does cost society quite a lot of money. And of course, people die. Three young people a week in this country die of alcohol poisoning. I heard overall something like 8,000 people die a year of related to alcohol or something. No, that's, sorry, 8,000 directly attributed to alcohol. Oh yeah, and wow, of course, because that doesn't include like obesity or heart issues. Or, 28,000 yeah. associated alcohol deaths. Wow, okay. Second so, so this could be basically a, a substance for social occasions where people could feel they could go out, socialize, feel good, be a bit disinhibited, but they're not going to get a hangover and they're not going to get violently drunk. Exactly. It, That's exciting. I think so too. And I think uh, the fact that you know, people are now buying the, the, the botanical drink, the sentier drinks, we've got another one coming out. In fact, if you, if you like, I can send you... Um, 
a sample of the new version we're coming out because the one we're selling it present is is targeted at chilling out you know you go out you know you go for a meal with a partner yeah. or you want to meet and you sit you know you chill and you relax and you, you get to know each other it's a sort of intimate drink now we're putting launching one which is a bit more of a party drink maybe a bit more up and you know get give you a bit more you know allow you to get up and go as well as um be relaxed so so that's yeah. coming out in a month or so i'll send you a yeah bottle. obviously i would i would love a bottle of that i would drink it live on camera and uh, and, and let people know the results well, then um, send me your uh, home address and I'll get a bottle to you when we're ready to send it. I will. I'm actually really excited. David, honestly, this is very, very exciting stuff. And I have to say, David's work is genuinely very transformative. Um, I've written um, a book called The Alternative and How We Build It. And it has a chapter yeah. on the so-called war on drugs. And obviously, I cite you it at really? length because when it comes to the catastrophic failure, that is the so-called war on drugs, David um, is... David's work's absolutely critical. So it's so important you do read his books and his work. And David, you could be transforming our social lives very soon. So I'm very excited. I want to transform your health. I want the social life to say the same, but I want to transform health, all right? Okay, yeah, you're going to save lives with this. This is exciting. I think so. I mean, overall, three and a half million premature deaths a year from alcohol. So it's pretty much the same as COVID, actually, but that's every year. <laughs> COVID's yeah. coming. So, you know, just be aware of that. It's second only to tobacco. And more deaths from alcohol than malaria, dengue fever, and tuberculosis put together, I think. Oof. That's a lot of deaths, isn't it? Oh, that's a lot of deaths. And yet and yet we have big moral panics about MDMA. <laughs> oh, well, we're having an even worse moral panic now about nitrous oxide. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is a... We are... Well, as you know, drug, drug policy is much more about politics than about health or science. Of course. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of history which is rooted in what actually happened in the US in the early part of the 19th, of the 20th century, which they then exported to the rest of the world in the various illegal drug conventions. But yeah. But completely blind to the fact that prohibition failed for alcohol, but we carry on beating the drum of prohibition. For, it's, it's actually one of the most bizarre examples of human stupidity that there's probably ever been, actually. The definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, exactly. Especially when you know it doesn't work. <laughs> when, you've, yeah. when, you, when you've changed the drug because you know it didn't work for this drug. Oh, but it's going to work for this drug. Why is that? Anyway. <laughs> well, we've handed the criminal industry a very lucrative uh, lucrative revenue stream, so they're happy. We get it back. Mm. David, honestly, what, uh, what an honour to have you. Um, as I said, do look up David's work and yeah, soon we will be free of hangovers. Please like, subscribe and thank you, David. Thank you. Good to talk as always, Owen.